Welcome, NCLEX High Yielders. This is Dr. Zishan, and I'm the host of NCLEX High Yield Podcast, where we will be giving out daily content for your exam, tips and tricks that the boards love to ask, and overall general information on how to study, what to study, and complex topics broken down for you. Whether you're a first-time test taker or even a repeat test taker, we have helped people across the globe pass their NCLEX exams, so do not give up and get motivated. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also visit our Instagram at NCLEX High Yield, at NCLEX High Yield, where you can DM us questions so we can answer them on the podcast. Also, check out our website, www.nclexhighyield.com, and subscribe to receive a link to our weekly free Zoom session. Free Zoom session where I drop all types of content, break down complex topics, and make them easy for you to understand every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you guys then. Take care. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Claudia. If you guys don't know me, I am currently a cardiac ICU nurse in Albany, New York. I failed my NCLEX twice and the third time I passed and it was only because of NCLEX high yield that I passed. Today, I'm going to teach you about procedures. There's lots of confusion on what needs contrast dye and what doesn't. So first, I'm going to talk about procedures that require contrast dye. Now guys, unfortunately this information is hard. There's no good way to remember all of this information. So my advice is after you listen, or not after you listen to the podcast, as you're listening to the podcast, put your notes in like a Google document, look up pictures of these procedures, add the pictures to the notes. I tell you to do this because if you can visualize the procedure, then you can be able to take the information about the procedure and like put two and two together. So that's one piece of advice. Another piece of advice is to maybe put the information in a chart. So like for some of these procedures, you have to be NPO. Some of them you don't. So maybe like you put NPO in the left column and then in the right column, all the procedures that require to be NPO. Whatever works for you guys, this podcast might be very dry and I'm very, very sorry for that, but it's important. You should know what these procedures are. You should know what nursing interventions you need to be aware of. Like I said, we're going to start with contrast dye procedures. So here we go. The first one, and I'm so sorry if I butcher the pronunciations for these things. We're all human. Don't knock me for it. So the first one is going to be an angiography. This is an arterial diagnostic test. What they do is they inject dye into the arteries and they look at the blood flow through the arteries. They're assessing for pulses. The most important thing you need to know for this is you're going to need to remove your jewelry. And this is going to be for all of these procedures since they're contrast dye procedures. You need to be careful with their kidneys because of the dye. You also have to make sure about contrast dye allergy. You need to also be careful if they have a shellfish allergy or an iodine allergy. If your patient has either of those, they most likely will not, depending on the type of reaction, they most likely will not have the contrast dye procedure. The next one is going to be a cardiac cath, and this is simply used to diagnose certain cardiac conditions. The patient needs to be NPO two to six hours before. They do not need informed consent for this. They must empty their bladder and they're going to be on bed rest afterwards. You want them to sit with the site straight because the site usually goes in through their legs. So if they're not on bed rest, the site could be bent depending on how your leg is bent. So you want their legs straight because if not, you can occlude it and you can cut off the blood supply that's bad. The next one is going to be a cerebral angiography. So now this helps find blockages in your head and neck blood vessels. 
They're going to have to lie flat before and during the procedure because if not, they could have an increase in ICP. They are going to need informed consent for this procedure because they will be sedated beforehand. You're going to want to shave their head where they're going to go in. Now that's technically a nursing intervention, but obviously like in real life, the people in the OR might do that part, but just know like for the boards, like if they ask you about shaving their head, that's technically us. You do not have to be NPO for this procedure. And you're also going to lay flat afterwards. So I know before I said lie flat before and during the procedure. Well, you also lay flat after the procedure. The next procedure that is going to require contrast dye is a CT scan. Now for this, you do need informed consent. It's painless. You just have to sit still. And you will or will not use contrast dye. This CT scan, you're going to take your patients to CT scan probably every day depending on where you work so you're going to be very familiar with a ct scan the next one is going to be a myelogram now this just takes a look at their spinal cord so you have to be npo you need informed consent with this procedure they're going to be looking at the spinal cord in so many different directions so as the nurse you're going to have to educate your patient about how they are going to be moved in different positions during the procedure And also because this procedure is looking at the spinal cord, the patient has to empty their bladder. So that's very important. The next one is going to be a pilogram. And this checks their kidneys. It checks their bladder. It checks all the tubes that carry urine. You have to be NPO with this. And with this procedure, they're checking for the blood flow and circulation in the kidneys. The next procedure is going to be a lumbar puncture. So this is where they remove a sample of cerebrospinal fluid. You do need informed consent for this procedure. It can be done at the bedside. So the patient is either going to sit side-lying with their knees flexed, like kind of in the fetal position, or they're going to be like sitting upright with their back curved, if you can try and picture that. With this procedure, you're going to monitor for meningitis. You don't need to be NPO, and they have to lay flat. This NCLEX High Yield Podcast is brought to you by Immunacy. I-M-M-U-N-A-C-Y. Immunacy.com. Immunity is an immune system booster formulated by doctors and pharmacists. This team of MDs, PharmDs, DOs, and PhDs have put together a proprietary formula with the highest quality ingredients to keep you in your best health. All natural, gluten-free, zero sugar, vegan, no GMOs, and fully bioavailable. Stock up now to keep your immune system at its best. Immunity is now available at immunity.com. Check them out. And now, back to the podcast. Now I'm going to talk about procedures that do not require contrast dye. First one here, we have a bronchoscopy. You guys know it as a bronch. So you have to be NPO for six hours before. You have to remove your dentures because they're going through the mouth. And then they can sit or lay on their side. And obviously because they're going through their mouth, it's going to be normal for a sore throat after a procedure. Just how when a person is intubated, when you take the tube out they might have a sore throat. This is normal. You're not freaking out. So if you have a patient who had a bronch and they're complaining of a sore throat, that is normal. You are not freaking out. The next one is going to be a thoracentesis. This is a procedure where the doctor will take a needle and they will aspirate fluid from the pleural space of their lungs. You need informed consent with a thoracentesis. And how they're going to sit is they're going to be sitting with their arms over a pillow or leaning on a desk. And they just use local anesthetic for this. A lung biopsy Really, all you need to know is that a patient does not have to be NPO for this procedure, and really they just need like 
pre-procedure meds and sedatives. The next one is going to be a liver biopsy. The boards love to ask about the position for this test um, because when you think about an enema, you always lay your patient on the left side. Well, with a liver biopsy, you want to lay them on their right side. So the boards love to ask this because it's easily confused. So with a liver biopsy, I'll repeat it again, lay on the right side. Patient has to be NPO. It is expected to have pain radiating to the right shoulder. You are not freaking out if your patient is getting a liver biopsy and they have pain in the right shoulder. However, if they have abdominal pain, you are going to report this immediately. This is a priority. And why? Because as the doctor was doing the liver biopsy, they could have punctured something in the stomach. So this is a big deal. You're freaking out. An EEG. This is painless. Um... How they do this is they put stickers on a patient's head and they're essentially observing for seizures. So this is painless. It's just stickers on the head. Um, I think the important thing is here is that this can be done by a tech as long as they're trained to do this. And the nursing intervention is going to be to press the button. I'm not sure what button. It's pressing a button on the machine when you think they are seizing. And so that's just one way to help the docs observe for seizures. Press the button when you think they're seizing. And then you're also going to keep them awake the night before the test so that they're asleep when they're having it done the next day. A paracentesis. So you're going to sit up during this procedure and they're going to empty the bladder. You do not need to be MPO. And you're going to observe for hypovolemic shock. So think about all your signs and symptoms for hypovolemic shock, guys. This is what you're observing for with paracentesis. An endoscopy. This is a GI test. They go through the mouth. The patient has to be NPO. A colonoscopy. They go through the rectum. So endoscopy through the mouth, colonoscopy through the rectum. With a colonoscopy, they're given a liquid diet the evening before the test, and they're also given an enema or suppository beforehand. This is just to clear them out. You want the patient to be completely cleared out before their colonoscopy. All right, and now I'm going to uh, real quick talk about the difference between a urine culture versus a creatinine clearance. So a creatinine clearance, this is a 24-hour urine test. So usually like you have this brown bucket, it's in ice. All the urine from the day has to go in that bucket. A urine culture and sensitivity, you're going to obtain this midstream. I'll talk about this later in my delegation podcast, but a UAP, a tech, can grab a urine culture and sensitivity as long as the patient does not have a Foley. The UAP can instruct the patient on how to obtain the urine culture. You're going to obtain it midstream. So they're going to pee a little bit. They're going to put the cup. They're going to collect their urine and then they're going to take it out, put the top on. If a patient has a Foley, there's a port on the Foley and the nurse has to do this because it's technically a sterile procedure. So the tech cannot do this. When the boards ask you questions about this, they're going to trick you. You have to pay attention to how the patient is peeing because the boards are going to ask you who is going to obtain this urine culture or like who is the RN going to delegate this to. And you have to pay attention to how the patient is peeing. Do they have a Foley? Do they not have a Foley? If they have a Foley, the nurse has to do it. If they don't have a Foley, then the tech can do it. And then... A urinalysis, this is where you're going to save their urine first thing in the morning for this test. So if you have questions, guys, just DM the Instagram. I can try and clear things up for you. I know this was not the most exciting podcast that you guys have listened to, but these procedures, like I said, are very important. Look at your notes, make flashcards, and I'll see you guys later. 
Hey guys, Dr. Zishan here. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys could kindly subscribe, leave us some stars, whatever you think it's worth, and leave us a review. We always want to get better for you guys and want to keep putting out this free content for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good one. See you on the next podcast.